a little bit of um, some of the skills that we teach in this type of therapy. But dialectical behavior therapy is a type of therapy that is to deal with extreme thoughts, behaviors, urges. So, you know, just like uh, suicide and self-harm. We're not going to talk about suicide and self-harm today. We're actually going to talk more about parenting techniques on how to deal with extreme emotions and behaviors. And if you're not a parent, it's okay. You can still relate to this in a way whenever you're dealing with conflict with loved ones or someone comes to you and you don't know what the right thing to say is because maybe they lost a loved one or they're going through a stressful time. It's really hard to know the right thing to say in times like this. Um, so just to get started, does anyone happen to know what a dialectic even is? That's kind of a fancy philosophical word. Okay, good. We're in the right place. So a dialectic is two opposite opinions, and they're both true. Okay, so if I can figure out how to make this work. Okay, so an example of a dialectic is I am strong and I need help. So a lot of times we get in this phase where, let's say you're suffering from, just in the moment, a really, really extreme emotion, right? You get in an argument with your loved one and you're mad at them. A lot of times what I see is that people align with their emotion and they run with it like fact. I'm really mad, I'm really angry, and then they feel justified in their emotion and they start acting on the way they end up believing in the moment. But what they're not seeing or what they fail to see is the other side that is also true. So I think I have an example here with mom. Okay, my mother is upset with me. And then again, a lot of times we get stuck in that phase. My mom's upset and then you start ruminating on this, whatever the argument was about. But what we fail to see is, and she still loves me, right? And she still cares about me. So this is just to, before we go on to the skill sets that I'm gonna teach, it's really important to understand the dialectic understanding the other side of the truth, what is also true in the opposing argument or in the opposing conflict, okay? Um, so what I'm gonna teach today is about validation. And I think to a degree people might know what validation is, but if I was to ask a couple, if, if I was to ask you guys, a lot of times what I see is people think validation is agreeing with somebody, and it's not. Validation is finding the kernel of truth in what might, in, in, in an argument. Um, and it's not necessarily agreeing with that person, but it's trying to identify what, what is true about their stance. Whether it's their emotion, the level of distress they might be having, maybe you totally disagree with the way they're behaving. You're not gonna validate their behavior, but you're gonna validate the emotion, right? So let's say, Mocha, you and I get in an argument, right? And you start saying really mean things about me or to me, okay? I'm not gonna agree with the way you just spoke to me and I'm still gonna tell you that's totally inappropriate, but I'm gonna validate you. And the reason why it's important to validate is it does two things. And there's actually a lot of research on this. When you validate somebody in a conflict, we are in a high distressing argument. But what happens when I sprinkle in some validation, Mocha, I realized that what I did the other day really upset you. But what I really need you to understand is it's totally not okay to talk to me like that. What does that do automatically in a conflict like that? Yeah, 
takes the defense all the way down. So they did a research years back. It's probably, it's actually questionably unethical at this point, but this was back in, during, I don't know, a long time ago. But they did this research, and what they did was they put two groups of people in a room, and they had them do like difficult math problems. And any time that person got a math problem wrong, and it was a lot of math problems they got wrong because they were very difficult math problems, they would get a little shock. Every, so in both groups, each room was getting the shock, okay? But what they had in one room was someone validating them. There was no solution. No one was getting the math problems more right or nobody was fixing the problem, but there was someone standing like, man, this has got to be hard for you. Yeah, this really sucks. And the other t uh, group didn't have anyone validating. They were just doing the math problems and that's it. What do you think the outcome was in their level of emotions in both sides? If you guys had to take a guess. Say that again? Yeah, way different. The people that were getting validated, even though, again, the, the outcome of the math problems were still the same, their level of emotions were much more regulated. So research says that when you validate someone, it actually regulates the other person and it regulates yourself because you're going through the motion of trying to understand where they're coming from and, and you can start to see, okay, that makes sense why you would be mad at this situation or really upset with this situation. Now, how often do we do this is another question because when you're dysregulated yourself, it's really hard to validate because you're stuck in your emotion and you're stuck on your one side, your one the one side to the dialectic, but you're not looking at the other. So what I usually tell people is when you are in a conflict with your kid or a loved one or a friend or whatever, I don't want you to say anything until you're able to identify the other side of the dialectic. What are you not looking at? What emotion are you missing? What opposing viewpoint are you missing? Okay? So, Validation is we validate the why even while we disagree with the what. So you can absolutely validate someone when you can understand why they might be behaving this way. Okay? So an example. I know that you feel you have to yell at me because if you don't, you'll keep things inside and we'll never get what you want. At the same time, so keep in mind, I'm still telling you my point. I'm not backing off of my point. I'm just validating you so that I can set up my point so you can hear me better. At the same time, I don't like it at all, and I really want you to stop yelling at me and try to tell me and, uh, and just tell me what you want to do. I, there was a typo there. But the idea is I'm validating the emotion, why they did what they did, but I'm not agreeing with their behavior. Okay, so remember, validation is not agreeing with somebody's behavior. Let me see if I know how to use this clicker. Okay. Okay, so there's six levels to validation. You guys are probably familiar with the first two. Um, and what we're going to do after I teach this, um, I have a link that I don't know is going to work, but regardless, after I teach the six levels, I'm actually going to have you guys kind of split off in like two or three groups, and you, you don't have to, you could just work with the person next to you. So we're going to have a little bit of a pop quiz. I'm actually going to have you guys practice the six levels of validation with the person next to you or around you when we get through this. So what I want you to identify while I'm going through this is 
maybe try to identify a conflict that maybe you have in your personal life or you had before that's kind of hard to validate, but it's validatable, okay? And your person, and then you guys will switch roles, is to try to sprinkle in as many of the six levels as possible. Validation is not finding a solution, okay? And this is what people get caught up in. Oh, my kid has this problem and I can't figure out how to help them. Still validate. We get in the habit of like oversimplifying people's problems sometimes, right? So let's say your kid comes home to you and they're having a really hard time. They're a little bit more anxious than usual. Validation is not saying it's going to be okay. It's not this idea of like giving them false hope. Actually, it's kind of invalidating when you do that. Because what is that doing? You're oversimplifying the problem. Validation is leaning into the emotion. And this is hard if you're one of those people that like maybe get uncomfortable with these kind of sticky emotions, like with anger or sadness or just stress in general. It is really hard to lean into this emotion because you don't know what's going to come out of it. So this takes a little bit of exposure and practice, okay? It's not going to be second nature if, if you kind of fleet from your emotions. So leaning into the emotion. And what you guys need to understand, and think about this in your own personal life, especially if you have kids. When you lean into, the, into their anxiety, right, or maybe their uh, depression or, or, or their anger, what that's teaching them is that I'm not afraid of your emotion. You're not too much. And that's really important because we need to be able to teach our kids that they, that they're, not only are their emotions valid, but that they're not too much or too ridiculous or too overwhelming or dramatic. So when you do that, you can instill this belief system in a way. Now, when you do the opposite, they're maybe being um, dysregulated in some way and you're trying to like, you know, either pawn them off or, oh, it's not a big deal. The belief system that you're carrying to them is that, again, you're too much, your emotions are too much, and now they get this sense of invalidation and they learn throughout their life that their emotions cannot be trusted. And then this is how people develop. It's not the only way people develop mental health disorders, but I, I see this across the board. I work with... Um, the specific diagnosis I see a lot, like in addition to depression and anxiety, is something called borderline personality disorder. And borderline personality disorder is, does anyone, I saw a couple people shaking their head, does anyone know how that's developed? Traumatic invalidation. There's a such thing as traumatic invalidation. Trauma too, but I have a lot of clients that haven't suffered like a physical trauma, but they've been so invalidated their whole life just by, you know, people and like adults in their life, people that we're supposed to like that we inadvertently get messages from about kind of who we are and um, in our um, emotions. They grow up being on each side of the continuum, whether they're too like too dysregulate, like too emotional or avoidant. And then they seek these extreme behaviors to cope accordingly, whether it is by suicide or self-harm or isolation and all, the, all these um, domino effects will happen from this type of traumatic invalidation. Okay? So this is why validation is so inherently important. And some of you guys may do validation without knowing what it is, but I want you guys, again, when I teach about these six levels, to identify maybe where you might lack 
the validation and when it's hard. And I welcome a discussion. So if you guys have questions, feel free to you know raise your hand or just blurt out a question because I want this to, to really resonate with you guys. Um, so first level, extremely basic. And it's so basic that people miss it, okay? So it's just pay attention. Look interested, listen and observe. No multitasking, make eye contact, stay focused, not occasionally, respond with your face, smile. You know, you ever been on the phone with somebody, you can't see their face obviously and you're telling them a story and if they're not saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, yeah, I follow, you might start to like question, are you listening? So just something as simple as nodding will go a long way. A lot of you guys are nodding while I'm talking and it's making me feel validated, like, okay, cool, I'm, okay, I'm making sense, okay? And that, that, that really helps. And again, think about what this will mean. And I want you to think about this vice versa. Let's say you start to feel crazy about something. You know, you're really nervous about uh, confronting somebody about something. And let's just say they actually act interested. And they're like, okay, I feel you. Okay. What is that, that going to do to your ability, your belief system, and also just, again, your emotion in general? When they're just, they're not even saying anything. They're just nodding. Something so basic. What does that do? Yeah, it disarms you, right? Already your defense is down. It's so simple. You don't have to even say the right thing. So just being present, that's so important. Level two, say back what you heard or observed to be sure you actually understood what the person's saying. And obviously no judgmental language here. So um, well, I'll talk about the example in a second. So it's really trying to get what the person feels or thinks. So. Like, in your own words, you're going to reflect back what you think you heard or maybe what you observed. And we'll talk more about observation on level three. But an example. So you're mad at me because you think I lied just to get back at you. Did I get that right? So it's just giving you a chance to kind of reflect. Not only will it prevent miscommunication, which is important, but it's showing me now that, okay, you're listening and you're not judging. Okay. Okay, level three, so reading minds. And this is more about observation here. So be sensitive to what is not being said by the other person. Pay attention to facial expressions, body, body language, and what's happening. And what you know about the person already. Show that you understand in your own words or by your actions, be open to correction. So, you know, let's say I come in here and I was running late, you know, and I'm telling Abuna, I am so sorry on the way here, Aria, I don't know, was acting crazy and I was running late and then there was an accident in the rain. I really am sorry. Okay, that doesn't make it necessarily okay that I'm late. Maybe you disagree with the behavior of me running late. You can still validate. So an example of level three validation of reading minds would be, that must have been really frustrating, get, you know, getting here um, in a hurry. Okay, doesn't, you know, and then you can still add, you know, but next week I really need you to be on time. You know, like you can still add what you need. I didn't say I was frustrated. I didn't say I was in a hurry, but you can gather that was pretty frustrating, right? Um, a lot of times when I'm dealing with uh, just <laughs> teenagers that have really difficult behavior and the parents will come to me or call me and they'll say something like, um, uh, let's just say it's a thing we've been working on and the kid is not making progress, okay? And the, and the parent really wants to connect with the, with the kid. And we've 
tried a bunch of solutions. Progress is slow. People always want to be able to be change-focused. And change-focused is good, right? We're not, we're not saying don't try to make change and move your, your, your child if they're having a difficult time. We're not saying, like, just stay in the emotion. But when we're talking about validation, something as simple as your kid comes to you dysregulated and you say, gosh, that must be really hard. You don't have to have a solution. And you leave it there. Does anyone have an idea of what that can create? We're so change-focused. We want to say, oh, but have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried this? And again, that doesn't make it wrong. But let's say you're stuck on the solution part of the continuum. What does it do when you say, that really must be hard for you? Or this really must be frustrating that nothing's working. And you just leave it there. We don't do that. We don't just leave it there because it's uncomfortable. But what does that do? Yes, it regulates them to a whole nother degree. You finally feel heard, you know? And again, you know, in, in dialectics, we talk about the balance of acceptance and change. We're constantly trying to balance both. Like, yes, we need to change towards new behavior and adjust certain things, and we need to use acceptance at the same time. So it's kind of an art to recognize at what point does my child need to move towards change or is it changeable right now? Or do I need to lean in more on the acceptance side of things are going to be slower than I want them to be? And this is where you add an extra dose of validation. Because if there's not a solution, the least you can do is validate and not make them feel crazy. So reading minds. Um, so the example here is when you're asking a friend for a ride at the end of the law of a long day and the person slumps down and says, you look really tired, let me look for someone else, right? So it's just, that person didn't necessarily say it, but you'd be like, you know what, you, you do look tired, I, you know, I'll find, I'll get a different ride. So you're saying what's not being said. Level four, understanding. Now this requires you to kind of know the person or maybe the person's history a little bit. So look for the other person's feeling, uh, Look for how the other person feels, is thinking, or if he or she is making sense, given the person's history, state of uh, mind, or body, or current events. Even if you don't approve of the person's behavior, or if his or her belief is incorrect, say it makes sense that you because blank. So let's say I invite you to my house, and I have a dog, and you're, um, you're afraid of dogs, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to come. Me under, using level four validation would be, you know, it, I could understand why you don't want to come over. I know that, you know, you have a fear of dogs. Okay, so I, it does require a little bit of understanding um, somebody's uh, behavior or, or past. So the example here, if you send a party invitation to the wrong address, say, I can see why you thought I might have excluded you on purpose. All right, so I could see how blah, blah, blah. Okay, level five, uh, acknowledge the valid. So show that you see the person's thoughts, feelings, or actions are valid, given the current reality and facts. Act as if the person's behavior is valid. So um, this is more like 
In DBT, we call it functional validation. So it's maybe taking the extra step. So let's say you're in a house fire, and the firefighter's like looking at you from the window. This must be really hard for you. No, like you need to take an extra step and come save me, right? So acknowledging the valid is like taking the extra step, right? So there's some, you have to be kind of careful about this because you don't want to enforce, and I'm going to talk about this next week about something called active passivity. We'll get into it more, but active passivity is when you have the tendency, like when you're stressed out, to become distressed, outwardly distressed of your emotion, and then your environment solves the problem for you, right? So you come home after a long day at work, you start acting all irritable, and you're throwing things around, and then your husband or your wife goes, don't worry, I got it. That's active passivity. Level of distress goes up, environment solves the problem for you. So to a degree, you got to be careful about this. You don't want to reinforce people's active passivity. But there are times when this is an extra level of validation. Someone has ha had a hard day. And let's say it's not a pattern where they're just acting distressed to get their environment to solve the problem for them. I got the trash today. Don't worry. Th that's an extra level of validation. So it's functional validation. Somebody had, you know, your friend has been, uh, like, they lost their job, okay? Sending them flowers or Uber Eats or something, that's functional validation. You're kind of taking an extra step to say, like, hey, I, I, I know this is hard. I got you. Okay. And then level six is showing a quality. So level six is more about not one-upping the person, um, I think we can all relate to this. You've maybe vented about something and then someone else might make it about themselves. Like, don't turn it about you. Okay, so don't try to one-up the other person. And if you don't understand, so, so a lot of times people are like, I just, I cannot agree with this. I don't know how to validate this. Levels, then you would use level six. You could say, like, I really want to try to understand what's going on but I'm having trouble. Can you help me understand? That's validation because someone's taking the initiative to try to understand you, even if you genuinely don't. So you can say something, mom, you don't understand. Help me understand. You lean in. You don't just say, you know, suck it up or something to that nature. You lean in and say, well, then help me understand. Okay. So these are the six levels. Um, the, I'll just read this example. So be willing to admit mistakes. If someone introduces him or herself by, your, by their first name, don't go and say, oh, well, I'm Dr. So-and-so. Equality, okay? Um, and, and give up being defensive. So that's more just of a concept. So I don't know if this is going to work, and it's okay if it doesn't. It's not too big of a deal. But um, if it does, I'm going to... Have you guys, this is a couple, he's invalidating in the beginning on purpose. And I want you guys to see what's wrong with those situations. And I'm going to pause it at certain times. Oh, okay. Um, and then we'll kind of talk about what he did wrong. And then, then he's going to try to be validating. And I want you guys to try to identify what levels of validation it is. 
And if I, it would be easier if I was, if I, I should have made this, had all six levels on one sheet just so you guys could see. But let's try to review. Does anyone remember what level one is? Yeah, paying attention. Okay, level two. What is it? Reflect back. I just heard murmuring, but I appreciate you guys like <laughs> still participating. Okay, level three. Read minds. Yeah, level four. <laughs> Understand, yeah, so understanding kind of their history or certain things that might be hard for them. What's level five? Yeah, acknowledge the valid and then six. You don't need my six levels. Okay, so you guys got them. And if it doesn't work, Father Nate, it's okay. I'm gonna make you guys do a role play anyways. That'll be more fun. Oh, perfect. Cool. So what I want you guys to do, so this first section is he's, he's invalidating. Okay, and I want you to take a look. When you hear him, you, you're, you know, it's easy to see ourselves in this sometimes because we get like this. We might kind of minimize someone or, again, oversimplify people's problems. Oh, it's okay. It's not going to be a big deal. You know, you're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. That's invalidating okay even though people usually mean well by it but it's extremely invalidating so let's take a look at how invalidating his and then we'll talk about what you guys noticed hey jason gaddis here with marriage lab where we find the best solutions to your marriage i'm just gonna skip to the to role do. play so check this out yeah, you know, I just want to tell you about this meeting I had with my supervisor today. I went. Is what not to do. Sorry. So check this out. Yeah, you know, I just want to tell you about this meeting I had with my supervisor today. I went in to meet with her. I had like Susie? all my. Yeah, my okay. supervisor at work. Yeah, yeah, I had all these questions, and I left there feeling like nothing got answered totally not heard. I feel like more well, confused well, than honey, I went in. Well, this is in. Susie's stuff. You don't even need to worry about that. It's just her BS. Yeah, but I, I work for her and I, I have to so figure what? out how to communicate with her and it's just it's feeling... Look, I've already talked to you about this. All you need to do is have the meeting and tell her how you feel and like be done with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you I did that and it was just really confusing and I feel like she kind of twisted things I said. Don't and... worry about it. That's just her stuff. That's just what she does. She spins things. You just need to like focus on what's working. Okay, this doesn't feel like it's working because I don't do feel you like mean? you're hearing like that this this really was upsetting for me. And I I, I feel really about stressed that. about how to handle like how to go in tomorrow. I know, and I'm and... telling you how to handle it. All right. So that's one way to do it. I did that one. Okay, thoughts, and try to project your voice. It's not what? He's not listening, you know? Yeah, he's not listening. And the, the basic, basic, basic step is you need to listen. What is that person saying? And I bet you if we ask them what is she saying, oh, he'd be able to logically say it back. 
But are you really try are you trying to get on her level, on her wavelength of the emotion? That's being missed. Okay? So what I want you guys to try to do, and I'll play back the more validating approach, but just with people next to you, you guys can just kind of get in little groups. You can use this scenario. What would be validating? So I want someone to play the role of um, kind of venting about your boss and just keep, you know, venting that and playing that role and give your, your partner a chance to validate. But try to sprinkle in as many of the six levels as possible. You don't have to do all six, by the way, in one sitting. This is just information. But for the sake of the practice, I want you guys to try to use as many of the six levels as possible. And then um, if you guys get a chance, try to talk about what that experience was like for you when you were being validated by that person, okay? We're not finding solutions to how to talk to the boss or anything like that. Literally what you're doing is just sitting in the emotion with that person and, and validating their experience, okay? And then I'll give you guys like five minutes and then we'll come back and process. Okay, I love the conversations, but let's come back. That was technically less than five minutes. I lied. I just want to go over one concept. <laughs> right, right. I just want to go over one more concept with you guys before we got to wrap up. People are really into this validation thing. <laughs> Sorry, I, I know this is a great topic, but just out of respect because our kids are finishing their program soon and I know the parents need to pick them up. So I'm sorry, I, I hate to stop this, but just uh, because of the kids and their program and we'll, we'll continue. Okay, so normally we would talk about like what that was like, but I think you guys can see the concept of, of validation. The last thing I wanna talk about is self-validation. We miss that sometimes. When you're starting to feel kind of overwhelmed in things, you start saying like, God, I'm such an idiot, or I'm so dumb, or I'm so um, dramatic for this. Validate yourself too, right? Like, okay, well, anyone would feel angry when X, Y, and Z happened. So trying to validate yourself as well is very important. Next, so this concept's really important. It's the basic. If you don't have validation in a um, conflict, you, you don't have any, like the, 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 the chances of it being a positive outcome is gonna be very slim to none. So. I wanted to introduce this topic because next week what we're going to do, and, and next week's going to be very um, like heavy for parents, 
I'm going to teach about something called contingency management skills on how to deal with difficult behavior when your child is really in a tough spot, when they're having a behavioral issue or an emotional issue, how to deal with that. Not just validation, but now more solutions. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. But you got to understand validation and know what we're going to talk about next week. Okay? All right. Thank you, guys. So a big thank you to Anne for, for that. I'm sure this is very eye-opening. If we can, if we can stand up and say a prayer together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, all of us might always have this itch of always wanting to talk and end a conversation or just say something as opposed to being a little bit more gracious, being an active listener, being more sympathetic, validating the one in front of us. Lord, I pray that you know, we can apply these six levels of validation in our marriages, our relationships, our friendships, and our children, and in every type of encounter we have, for us to meet people where they are, to hear them out, to, to extend that expression of love, to be there for them, to serve them by validating what they are saying. Lord, give us this wisdom to apply this in every aspect of our lives. And through the prayers of all your saints, Lord, hear us as we pray together, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, thank you so much, Anne, and she'll continue next week. <laughs>